everyone. It is Jack and you're listening to the Dev90X podcast. It's the end of day six and unfortunately, I haven't got a lot to report. I've been procrastinating <laughs> and I'm not proud of it, but I just feel a little bit, a little bit stuck. I'm, I'm not exactly stuck, but I, I feel like I don't really have a full grasp on how I'm moving forward with the project and my motivation levels have come down a little bit. So it's a bit of a down day, a little bit less exciting. On the app yesterday, my main focus was gathering data. So I'm trying to train my classifier V1, classifier V1. And the classifier V1 ultimately just wants to classify handstands handstand or not handstand. The problem with that is that not handstand can be a lot of things. (laughs) And so I've had to create a little bit of structure to what's not a handstand um, when it comes to the the specific use case of of this AI, of this computer vision model. People are obviously not going to be well, I can't say that. There's always edge cases, but um, assuming people are using the app correctly or as intended, they're going to be either standing up, crouching down, sitting down, laying down, uh, or doing a handstand. Um, one of these things. So they're either going to have their feet on the ground, their whole body on the ground, or their feet in the air. Um, Essentially, basically, I mean, there's obviously edge cases for everything, but I'm trying to simplify, simplify it here. So I've, I've decided to, to gather data on each of these use cases. And interestingly, I've, I've found that standing up is, it's not as straightforward as, as it seems. People can do a lot of interesting things with their legs when they're standing up. And specifically, the one interesting one is um, standing splits. So this one's also a really popular pose or posture that may look almost like a handstand if, if you can get one of your legs completely up in the air and um, the other leg down on the ground. I guess that might be a little bit confusing for the deep learning model. I, I'm not sure, but... There's a lot of different things that people can do with um, one leg on the ground and the other leg and the, and the arms in other places. <laughs> so standing up's an interesting one. The one good thing um, that I did find is that the yoga pose, crow pose, is basically exactly what happens when you're entering into a handstand. So you're not there yet. It's like a halfway point. But there's so much data on Instagram for crow pose. Um, as with sitting down, I just went on Instagram and I searched the hashtag Sukhasana, which is the easy pose in yoga, the sit- seated pose, seated posture. And there's a lot of, a lot of Sukhasana. There's a lot of variety in different um, environments. So I found a lot of data for people sitting down. I found a lot of data for crow pose. Um, and of, of course, a lot of data for standing up. 
uh, Instagram at the moment, it seems to be the best place to, to fetch training data because there's a, a huge variety of different kinds of people, body shapes, lighting conditions, environments, and all of the images are standardized in, in their, um, uh, their XY axis. So the size of the images are standardized. And so there's just so much there. And so what I've been doing is I've been using a Chrome browser add-on, which is the image downloader from, for Instagram. And it just puts a little download button overlay on top of each image. And so you just click them as you scroll down. The thing about it, you can't just batch download from Instagram, which is what I initially tried to do. Um, because the, the browser will only load a limited number of images and you have to scroll down to load more, which is how Instagram is optimizing their uh, server traffic and load um, bandwidth, which is smart. But it does make it a little bit difficult to download a lot of images. So I reverted to individually downloading them one at a time and that is kind of better because I don't want all the images for a specific hashtag. I because then they're, they're not always what the hashtag says it is. So I do need to manually go through. It doesn't take too long. Uh, I can get hundreds of images per hour doing it this way, and that should be enough for the V1 classifier. Unfortunately, Instagram blocked me. <laughs> uh, I didn't know about this, but. You can't download too many pictures from Instagram without Instagram raising some red flags. And so all I had to do was change my password, which is a little bit annoying, but um, I've unblocked my Instagram now and I'm a little bit wary of doing it over and over again and getting blocked again uh, because Instagram thinks that I am, my account with Instagram thought that my account was hacked basically. And this, this is classified as malicious activity, I suppose. So I'm going to take it easy. And if I need more images, I'll probably um, I'll draw it out over a number of days rather than getting hundreds and hundreds of images all at once. So that's good. I've got a lot of image data now. And I'm, my first run through is using Google's Vertex AI platform, which seems to be a competitor to AWS SageMaker, although I haven't yet fiddled around with SageMaker, but that is next on my list to have a play with SageMaker. And that's where I'm up to. That's all I got done yesterday. It takes a while to upload the images to, to the Google servers to create your buckets, to create your folders in the Google Cloud platform, to label the images appropriately, and to, um, well, Google automates the part where it provides, it, it sorts them into different data sets. So you've got the training data set, you've got your uh, test data set, and you've got, uh, what's the other one? Damn, mind blank. All right, there's three different ones, but like one subset of the, of the data is used for training, and then another subset of the data is used to sort of like test the, the model that, you just trained and it needs to be different because you'll get exactly the same results with the training data uh, and the test data has to be like new information so you can see how well it does on new information. 
So that is good. Other than that, um, reasons why I've been procrastinating a little bit today is that it is raining or it has been raining uh, all morning. And I always get in a bit of a bit of a mood when it rains. Not sure why. <laughs> but I have been using that time to study Indonesian. I am living in Bali, which is in Indonesia. And one of the things that helps a lot when you're living in a foreign country is to learn the language. So I've been studying Bahasa Indonesia and I've just gone back to reading. Um, my method at the moment is called extensive reading, which in my opinion is the best way to learn Indonesian because there's not a lot of really great content out there that's enjoyable for a Western person such as myself um, to learn the language, at least not in the beginning phases when, when I am a beginner. So I'm, I'm doing my age-old classic method of Harry Potter in another language. I've read Harry Potter in <laughs> English. I've read it in Japanese. I've read it in Spanish. And now I'm reading it in Indonesian. So this is the fourth language that I'm reading Harry Potter. I haven't read all the books in all those languages. Um, don't get too excited. I'm not that good. <laughs> but Harry Potter has always been the story that I understand and I can kind of follow along and derive the meaning of new words and new vocabulary without looking them up in the dictionary because I, I just, I, the context is implanted in, in my mind and I just know, I know what's going on in the scene already. Um, so I don't really, it's just fantastic. It's just such a, such a hack for me. But I was getting a little bit too much into the story and I was reading for about an hour and a half this morning. I'm also doing Duolingo, which is a, honestly a bit of, a, a, bit of a, um, a waste of time when you get to the point of being like above beginner level, um, like intermediate level and above that is... I know Duolingo is trying to cater to that audience as well, but it just, it pales in comparison to extensive reading as a method of, of studying. I just wanted to throw that out there. I, I love learning languages and I love learning new things. And yeah, I'm still doing Duolingo though, because they got me on the gamified aspect. Like I don't want to lose my streak. <laughs> um, and I, and I'm like so close to getting all the achievements as well. So yeah, and I'm, I am still finding it somewhat useful. So it's still, it's just, it's hanging in there by a thread. Uh, so I do the, I'm doing reading and I'm doing my Duolingo every day to increase the size of my vocabulary. Also did a little bit of online shopping today cause it's raining <laughs> and um, I'm shopping around for ways to improve my keto diet. Uh, so that's another thing that I've, that's new as well. I'm doing a lot of new things in, in my life at the moment and keto is one of them. Um, I wanted to try keto because I had a suspicion that my gut was all messed up with an imbalance of yeast and or that I'm eating too many foods that I'm allergic to because I've had a chronic skin problem my whole life pretty much and I've never I've never really put the, the the last nail in the coffin as to exactly what's causing it because it seems to be caused by a number of different things 
Also, it seems to be worse based on different conditions that I'm in. For example, if I'm stressed, then even if I'm doing the right things, I'll react to certain things. Um, or if I'm just, you know, I haven't been in the sun for a while or I'm not getting enough exercise and activity. And, and I never really figured it, figured it out exactly. Um, but I've been on keto now for almost three weeks. I'm doing three months. And my skin problems have completely cleared up, like 99% cleared up. And so that really shows to me a strong case that carbohydrates and sugars are the main, the main culprit here because that's really the only thing that I've cut out is sugars and carbohydrates. I've massively ramped up the fats. I'm getting a lot of fat from coconut uh, coconut oil, olive oil, butter, egg yolks, um, meat-based fats like a little bit of bacon every now and again, chicken, and also protein supplement. I'm using Prana On, plant-based protein supplement. Um, but I'm, I was shopping. That brings me back to the shopping story. I'm shopping for some bovine hydrolyzed collagen powder. Uh, and I'm going to try that and see how it goes. I'm just going to get the unflavored, plain, hydrolyzed collagen bone beef bone broth powder. And uh, I will update you all on how that is and if I like it and how it tastes and if it's disgusting and if it hurts my stomach. <laughs> um, so that's it for today. Not too long of an episode. I, I really do hope to have more progress to report tomorrow uh, as tomorrow is day seven and the first week. I want to end the first week with something good. Thanks for listening, everyone, and I'll catch you on the next one.